Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Bart, it is the third hour of the show. What does that mean? We've been telling them all week mm-hmm. and for the last time this week. Oh, yeah. And possibly the last time in February. It's the power hour, 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 hour. Nice. That was a good one. No. I counted like eight. Say my best for last. Nice. He got it building up. See, it was the practice. It was the repetition all week, and we get to Friday, and boom, you plan it out like that. Good job by you. That's why you're a pro. Now, power hour. Let's get into something here, which was kind of like the big news of the day here in the NFL circles, apart from like the Jets and the Giants, but it is involved somebody that I think everybody knows. Russell Wilson, Hmm. the athletic. They drop a report this morning. Long story. You could go and read it at your own leisure. But apparently, before he got traded over to the Denver Broncos last offseason, Russell Wilson went to ownership in Seattle, and he said he wanted Pete Carroll gone. He wanted John Schneider, the general manager, gone. And, hey, you do that, I'll be a happy camper, I'll be a happy employee, and we'll get on with our lives. And the Seahawks said, you crazy. And they traded him to the Denver Broncos. He's like, man, you've been watching Kevin Durant and uh, Kyrie Irving too much. Yeah, what do you think? This is the NBA? think you firing general managers and uh, they, KD didn't even get the general manager fired, bro. You don't lost your damn mind. Right, exactly. You know what? He wanted him gone. How about how about we'll get a low? We'll get it. We'll get a we'll get a, uh, a haul for you, and we'll play good football with Geno Smith, and he'll he'll be better than you next year. How about that? Yeah, how that? It's funny how that works out, right? So, bombshell report comes out. Everybody pointing fingers at Russell Wilson. He's the bad guy. So Russell, of course, has got to go to social media this morning. He's got to do damage control. Social he, media. Yeah, that's yeah. Well, that's that's how you get your message across. He says, "I love Pete, and he was a father figure to me, and John believed in me and drafted me as well. I never wanted them fired. All any of us wanted was to win. I'll always have respect for them and love for Seattle." And then he fired off another another tweet that said, "Focused on moving forward. The best is ahead." Look, did did Pete Carroll and, and Snyder come out and say he did not request that? Because who he requested nope. it? Did the owner come out and say, no, this, these are false allegations? Until they come out and say that it's a lie, we know the report came from somebody. Stop. They do good enough research and, and, and sourcing. If they got a full story out there like that, you can't tell me they have sources. Think of it this way, too. Look at what happened this past year. All right, everybody that watches the NFL, they know what went down. Seattle was a team that wasn't supposed to be any good. I mean, I, shoot, I thought they were going to be one of the worst teams in the league. They have a playoff season. Denver, that everything was lined up to where maybe you thought that they would be halfway decent. They had a miserable season. Should be great. Coach got fired. So now, yeah, you know what? It might seem petty. It might see, you know, you don't want to maybe go in that direction. But you know what? If you are Seattle, like you said, you might as well get this report out there. You might as well make Russell Wilson look like a bad guy. Or let him look like what he's supposed to look like, what he really is which it could be a self-centered eye guy who only was concerned with his success, wanted to let Russ cook, and, and, and Pete Carroll and Snyder knew that you know when you cook, your food is lightly seasoned and burnt. And isn't it funny that the guy who Russell Wilson reportedly wanted Seattle to bring in to be the head coach is Sean Payton? Ah. Isn't it funny how that works out? Now Sean Payton could be the one to say, man, you cooked. 
Listen, like I said, D'Amico Ryan decided to go to a place where they fired two black coaches in a row before taking the job with the uh, Denver Broncos. And he's a defensive guy, and they have some of the, they have the, one of the highest-rated defensive uh, t- teams in the league. And he's like, nah, I'm good. And Walmart was like, hey, but nobody has more money than us. We can do whatever you need. We're, 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 we're an organization that's won three Super Bowls. You're like, yeah, I'm not a fan. Peace. Remember, they were begging D'Amico Ryan to take that job. And he was like, nah, I'm good. So if, if D'Amico Ryan refused to take that job, do you think it's because of the lack of weapons at receiver? Sutton, Hamler, Judy. Do you think it's the lack of running back? Williams. You think it's the lack of defensive young talent? Patrick Sertan, uh, Justin Simmons. Simmons, like number one, like top five ranking? No. So if you say, I don't want to take this job, why wouldn't a coach want to take a job like that? Oh, I'm stuck with a quarter of a billion on a quarterback that looked like he was barbecue chicken. That's why. They didn't pick Sean Payton because they wanted to appease Russell Wilson. They picked Sean Payton because they had no choice when it when when they couldn't get their top candidates. And some of the stuff that this athletic story got into about just everything that went down last year with Russell in Denver um, had an office on the yeah. second floor of the facility away from his team. That's where he would work out. That's where he would do all his lifting and stuff in his office. In he his would off- have hold on. He did yeah. all his training in his office. So that's what it says. So the office and the plane aisleway is where he got his training done. Hmm, there great. you go. Way to build team. That's how you. That's that's leadership. They call that leadership in the trade. And he also had, of course, personal staff members that were allowed to be at the facility. And remember, Sean Payton, when he had his press conference, what was it, a couple of weeks ago with yeah, the Broncos? Yeah, yeah, that yeah, was we, one we, of the we, things they already brought up to him. And he was like, "No, nah, that, that that didn't happen." In yeah, well, yeah, we don't do that. No, we're not yeah, playing yeah. that game. Has a guy bringing in entourage, yeah, entourage, personal, you know, guru, coach, trainer, you know, yoga instructor, whatever (laughs) it is. Well, he probably got a vibration coach guy walking around with the little bowl with that water in it, going. (laughs) (laughs) Has a guy though. So Russell, you want to go back and you want to hit that seventh step? Will you shut up? I'm trying to talk. (laughs) Has a guy ever done? More damage reputation in a short amount of time than a guy like Russell Wilson, apparently. Nah, nah I'm, wait, I'm waiting for this for this tell-off from Melvin Gordon. Because when you look at Melvin Gordon, how he used to look at at at, at Russell when he came off, and when he I forgot what game it was, and they were talking on the sideline, and people started trying to read their lips. He was like, "Man, he's so man, he's so trash." I want to say that. I want to see that sit down with um, Michael Strahan when they talk about that. The former teammates, the ones that were, was it excommunicale? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we would see the ones that was excommunicale out there sit down and talk about what was going on in them streets. Do you know right now, which is, and we'll get into this a little bit later on here, just in the subject of quarterbacks around the league. Right, right now, going into this season, do you know how many starting quarterbacks there are in the NFL league-wide that have won a Super Bowl? As a starting quarterback, not like along for the ride. So no Jimmy G. Jimmy G doesn't count. Yeah, yeah. I would say, um, well, with uh, Tom Brady gone, I would say you got you got Russ. Ben's Ben's gone, so you have Russ. You have Patrick. Um, well, you got um, 
Matthew Stafford. Uh, you got Tricky Nicky. I would say probably six because I'm probably uh, missing. Well, Tricky Nicky, though, he's not a starter. So guys that, like, well, we expect to be Bowl. starters. Well, he started in the Super Bowl. He ain't going to be starting next year if he's even still playing. Okay. So There's I one other guy. So one three. other guy. One other guy? Mm-hmm. Let me see if I can figure We've it out. We've talked about him a lot this week. He's won a Super Bowl? Yeah, I mean, it's we've talked about him probably the most this week. Oh, A.A. Ron. Yeah, there you go. Okay. So think about that. Four guys who figure to be starting quarterbacks next season in the NFL have won a Super Bowl as a starting quarterback, which goes back to the, the whole thing. That term, Bart, franchise quarterback to me, they need to come up with a new definition in the dictionary because that word gets thrown around, and that term gets thrown around way too conveniently, I think. How many true, true franchise quarterbacks we have in this league? Not many. Maybe slightly more than four. Less than ten. Yeah, I would say I would put it right there at like um, – and then because Lamar's been hurt for the last two years, you've been right. generous if you add him on that list. But you have to say – Joe uh, Burrow. Yo, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, um, Jalen Hurts. Um, I would I would still go Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, man, Matthew Stafford. Can, can you call Kyler Murray that? No, nah, not at all. So That's maybe what I mean. At, maybe we're at six. Can we call Deshaun Watson that? I mean, I think Deshaun Watson is as talented as as Patrick Mahomes, and if he if he went with the Tennessee uh, with the Texans, he'd have won one by now. Are we calling Trevor Lawrence that yet? Ooh. Not yet. We got Justin Sh- Herbert. We got a Herbert. He hasn't been able to show up. Anytime you lose that type of lead to Trevor Lawrence, you might have to elevate Trevor Lawrence over him. Is Jared Goff a franchise quarterback? Nope. Is Kirk Cousins a franchise quarterback? Nope. Dak Prescott a franchise quarterback? Nope. Well, there you go. I mean, we are like at that 8-9 number around the NFL. And that's the point. And that's one of my pet peeves when covering the NFL. Franchise quarterback. Franchise quarterback. What is a franchise quarterback? Just because they're paying you a lot of money, just because they draft you at a certain point where they expect you to blossom into this guy, it doesn't mean you are that guy. I feel like we need to give an example because I think that people are going to say, oh, y'all, y'all just hating. Well, let's give a basketball example because sometimes people can understand other sports. So uh, franchise basketball players, right? Mm-hmm. We don't think that Paul George is a franchise basketball player, but he's really, really good. Uh, Paul George might have been at one time in his career, maybe with nah, Indiana, not nah, now, though. Nah, he's, he, he never got it done, and he's still in his prime. But he just hasn't got it done. Anthony Davis. He was in New Orleans. Nope, but he never got it done. But he never right? got it done. James Harden? No, right? When you think, I'm no. talking about being the lead guy. He's the third, or two, he, he's best as the third guy. You think maybe Joel B, Jokic, you think about Giannis, you think about Kevin Durant, you think about Steph Curry, LeBron James. I Jason don't even consider. Yeah, I don't even consider Dame Dollar that. Oh, I don't know. He'll never win. Because he, he won't leave, and he hasn't been able to elevate that team. That team's going nowhere. But they made it to a conference finals once, and to me, they should have gave Con- him, like, the, basically the Nobel Peace Prize for doing that. Yeah, but come on, man. 
like so did Luca. Like we got Luca. I don't think Kyrie can be the, the best player on your team and take. But in the NBA away. now, it's almost become like a one-two thing, right? Yeah, but for me, for me, you still got. I'm talking about one guys. I'm talking about the lead singer. I'm talking about Beyonce's. I ain't talking about Kelly's and and Michelle's. I think Dame Lillard's a Beyonce for Portland. Just the fact that he wanted to stay. Man, man but this, no, this dude's. Been I know in they're the not going to win. He's been in the league how long? And he's been to a conference finals. So stop it. We can't say that. We can't say that. If we're using that metric, then that means we got to go back over here and put Justin Herbert in there. Well, no. Here, here's, I'll give you the Damon Lillard ex- the, the ex- uh, comparison with the NFL because you put, you put this guy in the, in the franchise ca- uh, quarterback list. Dame Lillard, if he goes traded to someplace else, he becomes Matthew Stafford. He gets, he gets the trophy if he goes to a team that has, like, another guy. And remember, the best he had was C.J. McCollum. Okay. All right. I won't argue. But just for now, I think our listeners have a greater understanding. Let's hit the clock and let's ask them what they want to talk about. What about do you give Dame any credit for the Modelo commercials? Nah, man. Low energy. I, yeah. I'd rather see him on Sprite commercials. You know, you know, it's 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 it's, it's two organizations. Hulu. We can always, it's 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 two. Yeah, everybody did Hulu. It's always no. Two. When did Dame do the Hulu commercials? Though he did Hulu like a couple years ago. That's old news. You know what I mean? I don't Hulu, remember those. That's when Hulu first had like, oh, he's like, how much? Oh, Hulu has uh, movies. But you know, like when you think about it, and now you made me lose my lose my thought, man, because I was going to something else. But anyway, I think our listeners get our point. Sprite. You were talking about yeah, yeah. Sprite. Oh yeah, yeah. Like yo, it's two, it's two, it's two brands that you can count on <laughs> to mix hip hop in every uh, commercial. That's McDonald's and Sprite. So he need to be doing some freestyles for McDonald's and Sprite. I like the Sprite commercials. Like the I've ones never seen a, I've never seen a McDonald's uh, sale that didn't have hip hop in it, which tells you that they just want black people to eat uh, pink goo and fake meat. Well, now yeah, it's ki- now ki- it's Lent. Yeah. Now it's Lent, so they got the fish commercials yeah. they're they're yeah. trying to sell. <laughs> kill, kill us, kill us with the fake meat burgers. Yeah, fillet of fish. You mean they're not going out to the the ocean and uh, catching that stuff in the morning before yeah. they trot it out to McDonald's? Yeah, yeah. that straight farm start. That that the mercury levels on that on them um, patty so damn high. Ugh, not good, not good. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Let's go to Johnny. He's in Seaford. He's up next here on ninety eight seventy ESPN. Johnny, how we doing today? What's going on, guys? How's everything going? Johnny, what's going on? Nothing. Um, I want to ask you a question, man. I want to know why you guys only talk football. I mean, you know, I never hear a peep from the NHL. You talk a little bit of NBA. I mean, you guys have been talking about Aaron Rodgers for the last 10 freaking weeks. Football is over. Patrick Kane's coming to the New York Rangers, baby. Let's go. First of all, first of all, the Rangers took that ass kicking by my um, my Detroit uh, Red Wings yesterday. You know what I mean? So I, I didn't want to I didn't want to touch a sore spot. You know I mean, they just did. to be honest. You know I mean, if you want me to talk about how they smacked that ass, you know what I mean? I can I can go there. Yeah. Look, a lot of people that maybe are into the other sports and look, I like all we all like the sports, but the problem is this: the NFL's a superpower, and even five months removed from the last NFL game. That's still going to be the biggest talking point over anything else that's yeah. going on potentially in sports, yeah. period. Yeah. yeah, just watch the Underwear Olympics next week and see how that outdoes a, play- a playoff game for the NBA. <laughs> like, it'll be a playoff game on, and people will be watching the Underwear Olympics and, and, and worry about what's happening at the Combine more than that. Like, hey, and we don't NFL make the rules. NFL preseason games outdraw <laughs> playoff games in some of these other sports. Exactly. And I'm not watching the preseason. So games, we, we do that hockey. You know, we do that hockey from time to time. But, you know, 
not that much. Well, baseball is be coming up. We'll talk a little bit more baseball as things get juicy. You know, you saw the Grime did a bullpen, put, uh, a bullpen session, 20 pitches. Ooh. He's still alive, apparently, too. We haven't heard that he's been shut down for a month yet. Yeah, not, not we'll – well, you know, Mets fans around here know that that train's never late. Uh, yeah, there you go. Mets and Yanks this weekend, though, they're going to play real game. or when I say real games, spring training games, that's tomorrow. So we look forward to that. And if something happens, we talk about it. Don't worry about it. We'll be all over the baseball here. Uh, Corey in the car up next here on 98.7. Corey, how we doing? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, Corey. Hey, Bart, listen, man. I need you to chill on my man, Russell Wilson. He had a bad coach last year. He, had he barely coach. had any weapons on offense. Now oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Stop right there. Some time. Stop right yeah, there. He barely had wrong. any weapons on offense. Jerry oh, Judy is a stud. Uh, he's not a stud. Yes, yeah, he I is. mean, his receiving core is average at best. Sutton. Come on. What? Sutton's a stud. Sutton's a stud. P.J. Hamler, Jamal Williams is one of the best young running backs in the game. What are you talking about? Like he, that's how many, why so many how, how many touchdowns did he have last year? That's because he was getting the ball thrown to him from Dude, Russell Wilson. T- Teddy Bridgewater did not have a bad a season two years ago thrown to those guys. No, no, no. Everybody no. wanted to go there because they because of their young weapons. And they had to give up one of their weapons to get them. And, and, and remember, Bart, they signed these guys. To, like they, had, they made sure they had all these weapons under team control, too, for whoever the quarterback was going to be. They, they got weapons. Bro, was that Sierra's uncle? They just called because – he lost his damn mind. And Javante Williams, the running back, it's you didn't see him last year because he got, he got hurt, hurt early in the season. Yeah, but they don't have weapons. You crazy. They deep. Deep at oh, the wide receiver gosh. position. I'll tell you what. Ask Daniel Jones. Ask the Giants if they could snap their fingers right now and trade for the weapons that the Denver Broncos have compared to what the Giants have. You take that any day of the week. Y'all yeah, know where he's at right there. Oh, man. my gosh. And I know the Broncos kind of fell on some hard times there for a few years, like when Vance Joseph was the head coach. Now he's the defensive now, now he's coordinator. Back. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's like Rex going back to the Jets as a defensive coordinator. Yeah, but at least at least Rex stating they didn't fire Rex before his contract was up. Oh <laughs> Rex, gosh, it fired his dude in two years. Oh man, like ah, now we good. Come on back, come on back. More than merrier. People we re- under new management. <laughs> like when you go to a you go to a restaurant and it sucks yeah. and you go back to it, oh, it's under new management. Like, yeah, right. now hiring under new management. We're the Walmart folks. <laughs> and he gets he gets he gets the discount, right? We said fifty percent off that he gets. Yeah, we do business differently. That's how we roll. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. 
and boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured, it was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Thanks for listening to the Bart and Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. The thing we still got to get sorted out here, Bart, is the Daniel Jones situation. How much money he's going to command, how much money the Giants are willing to pay him, and will they be able to get something done without having to use the franchise tag, which is going to tie up a lot of money, 32 and change on the one-year deal for the quarterback. Here's uh, our pal Jeremy Fowler, covers the NFL for us here at ESPN. He was on NFL Live and talked about the possibility, the prospects of Daniel Jones taking home a cool 45 mil on a deal. I believe it's real, Laura. After making calls the last 24 hours talking to teams, I do believe it's real. I know some teams believe it's real, and there are a few reasons. You have a player who figures, hey, if I get 45, you got Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert. All these guys are going to well surpass me. He's barely going to be top 10 mm. in pay by the end of the summer. And then what he did in the season, really with minimal weapons. He just didn't have much around him at the receiver position. Still won them a playoff game. So he's going to hang his hat on those two points and more. Yeah. You can't give him $45 million a year. Absolutely not. And... <laughs> And that's why, you know, that's why you look at the, the the prospects of bringing in Jimmy Garoppolo. If he loses his mind, you look at the, you know, but Jimmy G might want 45 too. So you just hit him with the franchise tag and say, well, wait for better options to come forward. If that's what you want to do, we're just going to f- slap you with the franchise tag at, what, $32 million, even the non-exclusive one. And if somebody wants to give up two first-round draft picks, we'll start the hell over. Well, not for not, you know, and look, I, I think Jeremy does a great job. He really does. But I'm really surprised that he said he talked to so many people around the league that think that this is a realistic possibility. Did, did they watch Daniel Jones's past year? I mean, do they know anything about his history, the Giants, the way that, you know, their needs are constructed right now and what they have to potentially do to where they think that this is absolutely a slam dunk, that $45 million is going to come his way? C- come back to reality. You know, join me on planet Earth, $45 million. I mean, you said Jimmy G. Jimmy G threw for more touchdown passes than Daniel Jones last year, and he played in six less games. Right. Jimmy G took a team to a Super Bowl a few years ago. And out, and look, I don't want to use this as an exercise. I want a playoff game. I don't want to use this as a, as a time to dump on Daniel Jones. I really and truly don't because I think he had a really, really good year. And I'm all for the Giants running it back with him. But outside of one season – with Brian Dayball as his head coach, Bart. What have we seen from Daniel Jones to even suggest he's worth anything in the neighborhood of $45 million a year? Yeah, I mean, $45 million. That's more Come than Dak on. Prescott. That's more than Dak Prescott. <sighs> and I know that you can say that's the market, but that ain't your market. You got to understand your market, whatever lane that you're supposed to be in. You know what I mean? That's, man. Yo, that's, mm. Now. 40, 45. No. He can't. And that's why, look, push comes to shove, worst comes to worst, you put the franchise tag on him. One year, $32 million, and then you have until July to work out something long-term, you hope. You know, you got a 32 on the floor. 
That's your foundation, and it can only go up from there. But there's no way he's getting 45. No way. Now, it's funny because uh, our buddy Mike Tannenbaum, you know, he's part of that website, the, the 33rd team, and they do a great job covering the NFL and have a lot of contributors and whatnot. Matt Castle, the former quarterback in the NFL, he's part of it, and he put together a list. The way too early quarterback rankings for 2023. So obviously it doesn't count rookies and whatnot because we don't know what teams are going to be a part of if they're going to be in the league. Just based on teams, all 32, who they figured, uh, you know, who was their starting quarterback for the majority of last season. The two quarterbacks that have really eaten up a lot of our discussion this week, Daniel Jones and Derek Carr. You know where he's got those two guys ranked on his list, Bart? Where? He's got Derek Carr at number 15, and he's got Daniel Jones at number 16, which is right that smack in the middle. That is mediocrity, is it not? If you're right in the middle of the pack, it's that's the mediocre. That's the average. It's average. So right now, in regards to Daniel Jones, and I'm not saying that Matt Castle's right. You know, if, if I pour through this list, I'm probably going to have some of these names, and you're going to have some of these names ranked a little bit different than he does. But if you just want to go and base it off of average, mediocre, 16th best quarterback in the NFL, that's $45 million a year? You know what people will say. Come that's on. the market. It's not what you're worth. It's how much somebody will pay you. Right place, right time. Yeah, that's that's what they that's what they would say, and you know, is he worth that to me? I don't know. Does he is he worth more to to them than anybody else? Maybe. You know, so that's what you have to ask yourself. You know, what what what's his worth to the to the Giants? What's his worth of saying, hey, the Giants could say, you know what, this is the beginning of the Dayball regime. Dayball may say, hey man, I can do this with Mitchell Trubisky, and we can go let him go and hit the bricks. I get what I got out of out of him from Mitchell Trubisky, and we can stay cheap and get rid of some of these guys from another regime. Because guess what? He ain't from my – I didn't draft him. He ain't the guy that I brought in here. So, he can go. And I think this list is interesting, too, because you could also use this comparison here with the Jets. Because if basically Derek Carr and, uh, Derek Carr and Daniel Jones are essentially a coin flip, according to a ranking system like yeah. this. I'll All right. take Daniel Jones. Right. You're gonna if you're but the Jets, you're gonna sell out then for Carr. Not at forty five. Not at forty five. You're darn right, not for forty five. And but Derek, Derek Carr, Carr doesn't offer the, the the mobility either. Derek Carr, though, also like if one of these two guys would be more within their rights to command that type of money, Derek Carr's got a more extensive resume, does he not? Yeah, of course. Doesn't make it right, but at least Derek Carr is somebody who can actually walk into a meeting with his agent and say, you know what, I want $45 million a year because I did this, 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 and this. Daniel Jones had one decent season. Yeah, one. If they, if they would have came in last year and cut Daniel Jones and never gave him a chance to say, you know what, we're going to let him go. We ain't going to pick, pick up his option. And brought in Mitchell Drabisky. No, no, no Giant fans would have really put up a big fuss. They wouldn't have said much. They would have said, oh, man, why are you giving up on him? And able to say, well, he's not our quarterback, and, you know, we'd rather just go through the draft. Nobody would have said anything if they would have drafted a quarterback instead of drafting uh, Evan Neal last year. Nobody would have bladded the eye. So, and, you know, $45 million, he thinks he has leverage. We'll see. Because it is other options out there. I'm just going to – and believe me, I'm not saying this is the way they should go. I'm not saying that they're going to go this way. But you brought his name up, 
So I just did the dive here, and I and I looked it up. Mitchell Trubisky, let's not forget, he went to the playoffs twice. He took the Bears to the playoffs twice. I'm not saying you go get Mitchell Trubisky. He but didn't ask for $45 million. Didn't ask for $45 million, <laughs> okay? And he's had not one, not two, but three seasons as a starting quarterback in the NFL where he threw for more touchdown passes than Daniel Jones did last year. That being said, you got to check yourself. You know, and I'm not saying that the Giants aren't already thinking this way, but you have a responsibility when you run a franchise. Joe Shane, Brian Dayball, there is no way they're putting a blank check in front of Daniel Jones based on all the things we've talked about throughout the entire week and most certainly here if you throw out Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. Somebody, yo, uh, yeah, Mariota, Come we on. got that special coming. Mariota, we'll just go with your legs and we'll just go. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Marcus Mariota, we're going to watch your Netflix special. And, oh, by the way, we'll pay you a fraction of that. We'll give you and $5 million. We'll give you $5 hey, million to come here and be the quarterback. Marcus, Marcus Mariota won a playoff game in Arrowhead once upon a time as a starting quarterback. Now, Patrick Mahomes wasn't the Chiefs quarterback, but still, he won a playoff game. Uh, Andre in Jersey, up next here on 98.7. Andre, what's going on? Hey, how we doing? What's up, Andre? Hey, I'm I'm just going back on that on that uh, Daniel Jones comment. Um, I I don't think the man deserves 45 million. I'm gonna be honest. My friends are Cowboys fans. I mean, I'm sorry, Cowboys. My friends are Giants fans, and we we, we watch him all season. I think what he had 15 t- uh, pass touchdowns on the year. Yeah, 15. 15. Yeah, I I personally believe that he took the run game away from um, Saquon Barkley for most of the season, and I think me personally, if I was a GM. I'm giving Daniel Jones, what, two years, 20 mil, so he can show me what he can do for the most part while we bring in other pieces to actually give him the throw. Because I think Isaiah Hodgins and uh, Richie James actually kind of like came into the scene and did a little better towards the end of the season, maybe into the uh, first, first game of the playoffs for them against the Vikings. But after that, I'm going to need to see a little more from, honestly, all three, if not more. Well, it's not going to be two years, 20 million, Andre, and thanks for the phone call. I mean, that's like poverty in the NFL <laughs> nowadays. This, <laughs> Shoot, backup quarterbacks are getting two years, $20 million. Yeah, AJ I, McCarron's making two years, $20 million, freaking win, winning XFL games for the uh, Battle Hawks, for crying out loud. <laughs> hold up, how much the Battle Hawks paying him? I don't, I don't think they're making that much. Oh, okay, I'm about to say, hold up. <laughs> hold yeah, he, up. I mean, he even said, he even said after back. the game last night, he's like, I took less money to be uh, a, a starter in the XFL than I would make as a backup in the NFL. Oh, so that means he's making a couple mil. Way to go, I don't know if he's uh, way making to go that Shane much. McMahon. Back up in NFL, you're making at least two million. Oh, at least, yeah. But in yeah. the XFL, it's probably less. That's true. Maybe. Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, was tweeting out about AJ McCarron today. How about that? Man, Rock. His is, story. Man, Rock. Nobody cares. Nobody cares unless you play well and come back and go to the NBA. Me, NFL. Nobody cares. Stop it. No, Rock. I I appreciate everything you're doing and he's a salesman and everything. But Rock, nobody cares. He is like, a bro, salesman. Like, That's what the, he's trying to do. The, the Rock is living vicariously through this league. I wonder how much of this league is he is his and how much is just him being paid to be like Derek Jeter of the Marlins. Because he, he didn't make it. You know what I'm saying? Living it's him and his ex-wife and then the other guy who, they, who are all the owners. Yeah. Who's his ex-wife? That Danny Garcia. Who's that? I think it's his ex-wife. How she hot? Well, I'm just trying to figure out what she could cheat. She got she got rock money. <laughs> oh, she hold up. So she got rock money. Up. She took his money. And she, she's like, all right, we can partner up. Yeah, 
Because don't they? Well, he's got a daughter, an older daughter, who's getting into wrestling now. Right. And right. Th- and th- she's the mother of the daughter. Okay. Yeah. All right. Makes sense. Danny Garcia is her name. And she's right there. She's going to all the games, and they're rooting this thing on, and they want to, you know, they're like the basically like the co-faces of the XFL. Bro, that, you know, you know how these this XFL, NFL, I mean, uh, USFL, how that stuff goes. You get to like week four, and you're like, man, whatever. When's the when's the NCAA tournament? <laughs> Selection Sunday, by the way, is two weeks from Sunday, March the twelfth. Who I got to figure out? I got to catch up because I parachute in. Who's a little fat guy from um, Houston with the dreads or NC State? He's a little fat dude, like a little nose guard. He'll be playing tight end in the NFL in a couple of years. It's going to be a fun tournament this year because you probably have. What happened to the Blue Bloods? There's only one Blue Blood that's playing well, that's like what a I'm Blue saying. Blood this year. You're going to have – you probably have at least maybe a dozen teams, maybe more, that could win this thing. And when I say win this thing – you know, everybody makes, like, these outrageous claims or whatever before. Would I say that there's at least a dozen, 12, 13 teams that could do this? It's how many teams in the country are capable of beating the number one team, right? And to yeah. me, there's at least a dozen of them. I mean, how many number ones have we had go down this year? It's been crazy. Right. So who's it seems your, like who's there's another one each week, a, a who, new one each week. Do you, do you have a favorite? Right now, well – Alabama's very good, but the thing we were talking about yesterday, I don't know how that's going to play itself out moving forward. I think top to bottom, and because remember, they've got experience already playing, and you know they went to a Final Four a couple of years ago. Houston. Ah, what is Jawan Howard doing? Mm, don't, 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 don't bring that up. Why'd you have to bring that up? I got to see how Michigan's doing, man. Because they, they held us to 48 points last night at home. <laughs> that's what. <laughs> what's your boy in? What's your when you say us, you talk about Rutgers. Yeah, unfortunately. Who was in the house? Wasn't your boy in the house? Uh, Pacheco. He was in the house. He was he was uh, dabbing it up with the students and everything. He could he could have played. I wish he could have suited up and played because we got we, we got to find our offense. We lost we lost this one dude to a torn ACL five games ago. He's like one of our best defenders, but he can also generate some offense. This guy Mawat Mag. We've lost four out of five games since he went down. And it is not happening right now. And I don't like the way this thing is trending. Coach Pike got to get this thing backheaded in the right direction sooner rather than later. I'm worried. I'm worried. Michigan, they still got some work to do, though. Michigan's got to win some more games. They're on the bubble. That's They're crazy. not in. They're, They're not you, in. They just tells you whack-a-mole how bad it is. Only one blue blood in there, and that's Kansas. Well, dude, North, think about it. North Carolina. Do hold it down? North Carolina who was in the national championship game last year. They were the preseason number one. <laughs> yeah, I know. The preseason number one. They may not make the tournament this year. And as a matter of fact, right now, if I'm having a vote, they shouldn't be in. They have zero quad one wins. Zero. They haven't beat anybody worth a damn. And poor Duke. Talk about Duke replacing will. a legend, one of the hardest things to do. Yeah, but you know what? He'll get them in, they'll at least be in the tournament. I don't think that they're going to win it. I don't think they're going to a Final Four, but they'll, they'll be in the tournament. But you're right. Replacing a legend is hard. How's Timmy doing? Hasn't he been in, in, in college basketball for 45 years? Over at uh, in, in Gonzaga? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Gonza- it's only one Gonzaga Timmy. is not going to have the same bite that they usually have going into the tournament. Well, so, maybe, they, well maybe they'll finally win. You, this will be the year, right? Yeah, lower this will expectations. This will be the year. I'll tell you right now, the, obviously the, the biggest, you know, when you get ready to do your brackets in a couple of weeks – the Big 12, that's the best conference. 
those dudes beat the hell out of each other all year. So I don't know if that's going to take something away from them once they get to the tournament. But Iron sharpens are. Big 12. Iron sharpens are. How crazy is that? Like the Big 12, like they may break it up for basket, for football, but the basketball t- – so I'm trying to figure out, can the basketball conference say the football conference? Oklahoma and Texas moving on soon. Um, yeah, because they're going to get a couple who, – who's, who's filling in for them? Or who, who did they poach once those teams are going to leave? Oh, the Big 12? Uh, yeah. Uh, cause, okay. Houston, right? Houston's going to the Big 12. Right? I mean, and that's top basketball right there. So they'll be fine. I thought Houston was going to – is it Cincinnati? Yeah, I thought they were bringing somebody. I thought they were bringing somebody from over and um – I don't know why I thought they'd bring somebody from um, You're lo- West Coast. It, the problem is do, you, you lose track. Well, UCLA yeah. and USC are going to the Big Ten, which is just outrageous. Yeah, yeah but I thought but they'd bring somebody like like they they got to try and get like somebody like Washington, Oregon State. Somebody got to get there. Try and get somebody. It's like musical chairs. Listen, just find a seat. We'll get we'll mm-hmm. get you Nebraska. You know nobody <laughs> like Nebraska. Go go back to the Big Twelve, man. We don't need Matt you. Matt Rule. Yeah, Matt Rule, to, baby. Go to Big Twelve. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Got Knicks basketball tonight. Knicks and the Wizards as they hit the restart button on their season. 22 games left. Nets are in Chicago to take on the Bulls. And we, we started the show today talking about the Knicks, as a matter of fact. And look, schedule gets a little bit tricky here over the next couple of weeks. You're playing some good teams coming into the Garden. Then you're going out to the West Coast in a couple of weeks, which is never going to be easy here. You know, next 10, 12 games, I think is going to tell us maybe realistically what we can expect from this team maybe come playoff time. Yeah, man. I mean, coming out, they got to, listen, get to work. They got one of the hardest schedules. You know, they got a new team, new teammate. They have an opportunity to move up. We want to see them moving in, in, in the right direction, not the wrong direction. You know, we'll see what Tibbs can do as far as getting these rotations. Mitchell Robinson coming back, like you said, should help. Gives them a legitimate big man, a rim protector. And let's see if they can let's see if they can take off. But now we have expectations for them. Before we didn't have expectations. We thought maybe they were a play-in team. But now with the exodus of Kyrie and KD, they should be expected to win. Five seed or bust. Yeah, I, exactly. I think that's fair. Five seed or bust. I, and I hope the five seed doesn't give them the four seed in the Milwaukee Bucks if they can start losing because Giannis is gone, and that's what you get for playing well. 
Hey, be patient if you're Milwaukee. Make sure that wrist heals. You don't want any sort of setbacks down the road with him. He's way too important because that team doesn't need home court advantage, a one seed to go all the way back to the finals because they've got that pedigree already. Uh, that's going to be it for us. Damn, this week went fast. Bart, it's always fun, my friend, getting to mix it up with you, and we'll do it again soon. What do you say? Let's do it, man. Hammer time. The all right, Brody. Thanks for listening to the Bart and Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.